Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Association NBA podcast and our 2019-2020 preview. I am Sam Ruth here. I am joined, as always, by Tommy Wood. And today we will be discussing the Southeast Division of the Eastern Conference. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, probably better than most of the teams in the Southeast Division of the Eastern <laughs> Conference. <laughs> there's, a, there's some work to be done in the Southeast, but... You know what? I think there's actually a lot of opportunity for uh, interesting basketball and good basketball to be played there this season. Um, so I'm excited to take a look. And, and as we've done with the rest of the, the divisions we've done so far, um, we're going to start at the top and work our way down based on last season's standings. So uh, for last year, that would be the Orlando Magic, who uh, were above 500, which is always nice to see for them and not usually the case. 42-40. Um, and 40. They were the seven seed. Uh, they played and lost to the eventual champions, Toronto Raptors, but not before taking a memorable game one, um, the DJ Augustine game. The DJ uh, Augustine game. That was crazy, dude. Remember that they was, beat Toronto re- and someone else a, lost too. I don't remember. Was it Golden that, State? It might have. Yeah, it might have been. That was a ballsy shot by uh, by DJ Augustine to win that game. And... Yeah, it ignited all the classic Raptors lose game one in the first round at home, panicked. But that ended up not mattering. Uh, yeah, no, it did not. That being said, I think the Orlando Magic might actually matter this year. Me too. I, w- I expect to see them in the playoffs again. I expect to see them above five hundred again. Um, Steve Clifford's still there. Jeff Weltman's still uh, overseeing the front office. And... Uh, they built upon what was a promising season last year, keeping a lot of things the same, re-signing Nikola Vucevic. Um, Aaron Gordon is still around, although there was a lot of discussion around maybe you know you trade him throughout last year, but uh, they kept him. I like it. Um, Markel Fultz, they picked up his option, and, and it seems they're expecting he'll be playing, and we got some video of him taking mostly normal-looking jumpers last week, which for him is great. Um, Jonathan Isaac still on the team and, and could be a, a big year for him, healthy and ready to rock and uh, seems like could could show some real good chemistry with uh, the other guys in the front court. So um, I don't know. There's other guys on the team as well, but I think I kind of just listed most of the guys who matter. Terrence Ross and Alfaru Kaminu, also important pieces. Um, and Mo Bamba, I completely forgot, um, is on this team and barely played last year or I don't know, it didn't work out, but he was, yeah, he was hurt for a lot of, Uh a lot of last year. Um, you know, I think I, I like a lot of what you like. I like that they, you know, still have Aaron Gordon. I like that they brought back Vooch. Um, I love the Barkel Foltz move. I think he's going to be really good for them. Um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, Man down. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Foltz, you know, gives this team even if he he never becomes that, uh, you know, forty one percent three point shooter or anything. I I still think he gives them a ceiling higher than what they had. I just they still have so many forwards who overlap. Um, you know, I I love Jonathan Isaac, but they need to get Vooch playing time. They also have Kem Birch, who was a great backup center for them last year. They also signed Alfred Camino, who's a really good player, but I don't know where he's going to fit on this team or who he's going to get, who's going to play with where his minutes are going to come from. Um, so those, those issues with, with the talent fit and just doubling down on power forwards 
you know, it, it gives me pause from thinking they'll, they'll be able to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Jonathan Isaac is huge. He's 6'10". Um, so already between him and Gordon, uh, two guys who you really need to get a lot of minutes. Uh, it's tough, although I guess Gordon's kind of like a supersized three is kind of how they've been using him the last year or so. Um, but yeah, it only gets more tricky when Aminu, um, as we've seen him deployed best in his previous stops, uh, it's definitely as a big, sometimes even it's like a small ball five. So yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, they can't all be the change of pace uh, smaller five when Vooch rests. Um, and he played 33 or 31 minutes a game last year, and I'd expect to see at least that much out of him this year, especially with how much they're paying him. So um, it is kind of awkward, and, and you wonder how many of them – stay on the roster and I mean I just said all that and again Mo Bamba is on this team and he is a center so he would you expect be playing all the minutes that Vooch is not on the floor if he's healthy and he's ready um now they're kind of straddling that weird area where last year it was a pleasant surprise hey we're above 500 we're making the playoffs this year you know these guys are going to want to build off that even if the front office I'm sure tempers their expectation when you're on a roster who made the playoffs the year before and you know you brought back almost everybody um, you want to make the playoffs again, so it, it's going to probably be a, kind of a tougher pill to swallow when there's weird lineups out there and the best guys aren't playing the minutes. They know they deserve to, to win games. Um, someone else who, who I think will play a big role on this team, again, is Evan Fournier, who just provides great shooting, um, can kind of be slotted in the backcourt or as, as your three in certain lineups. Um, and this team shoots pretty well between him and Augustine. Um I mean, Vooch shoots the three ball pretty good for a center. He only takes like two or three a game. But uh, that's a strength, and that can help put young guys in the position to to succeed and get good looks. Um, and like you said, with with faults, we'll see. Um, it'd be awesome to just see him out there as a as a lead ball handler and, and making stuff happen and distributing because, I mean, that I think that is a strength of his besides all the shooting woes. Yeah, I, I think it is too. And, you know, I think Steve Clifford teams just have – a baseline of competency that uh, other coaches don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, just in, in terms of defense and taking care of the ball, not turning it over and rebounding. Uh, you know, they're going to be sound in a lot of ways, and that alone will win them some games in the regular season. So how many? You know, we'll see. Um, w- when you look at this division and, you know, Miami and Atlanta – do you expect Orlando to, again, be the, the best team? Um, do you think there's room for them to grow, or is 42 kind of the, the ceiling we're looking at for them this year as well? Yeah, I think that's about what I would expect. I think Miami's going to be better, but 42 for Orlando could get them the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, certainly out there, so we'll see. I mean, it's uh, there's still some work to be done, but... Uh, I mean, that's kind of all I got on Orlando. Yeah. It kind of is what it is. It's, yeah. You see how, how far Gordon and Vucevic can take them with uh, some good complementary pieces around them, and you see how much Isaac and maybe even Bamba can show some growth and faults can get on the floor. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, there you have it. Moving, Orlando uh, magic. <laughs> Ayo, moving further uh, south, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. You go to Miami, where last year they were – 39 and 43. They were uh, outside of the playoff picture. Uh, still coached by Eric Spolstra. And, of course, Pat Riley leads the charge. And 
Um, so we've got a pretty similar core, um, except now we have Jimmy Butler. So they make the trade. They swap uh, Josh Richardson, and Jimmy Butler is kind of the main part there. And uh, I guess he's the guy you're kind of relying on to steer the ship forward. First and foremost, what did you think of that, and do you think it makes Miami uh, or puts them in a better chance to succeed moving forward? Oh, yeah, I definitely. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Butler's awesome. I think he's going to be really good for them, um, especially, you know, at, like for where they are in the East. Um, I think he can push them to be, you know, at least a second-round caliber team. Um, and when you look at the talent that, that they have around him, Bam Adebayo is finally going to be the starting center full-time, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be awesome for them. Yeah. Um, Justice Winslow had the best year of his career last year. Um, you know, Dion Waiters is going to be back healthier than he's been in, in years. Um, and Goran Dragic, too, hopefully will, will bounce back from an injury-plagued season. So I, I like a lot of what they have going on. Um, you know, it's just I, I don't think as presently constructed they're a challenger to win the East. Um, but, you know, maybe if they make that Chris Paul trade that has been rumored to be out there, maybe they would be. Yeah, it's 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 weird because you know as Pat Riley always does, like they they've got a lot of picks not in their control, so it's kind of hard to put together enough. Um, and also, you know, how much would would Chris Paul be be worth um, to you, and who are you willing to give up? Um, it's weird. It's weird if it, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the reason we haven't seen it yet, even though it makes a lot of sense, is they want to see how far this roster goes and how well it fits. Cause, um, and how Chris Paul looks, yeah, probably. For yeah. OKC, definitely. Um, but, but yeah, I like a lot of the guys on this team, and I, I think that, that they've all uh, uh, had a year or a couple of years, um, besides Jimmy, uh, to really show they can play that like Spo Miami Heat style. Justice Winslow fits yeah. in great. Dragic seems to be when he's healthy, a really good fit. Um, and Adebayo too, until uh, he was a little injury plagued last year. Um, yeah. Well, and who's a better fit for that my like insane Miami culture than Jimmy Butler? He was. I mean, he played Heat, all eighty-two games. Yeah, like the the Heat are yeah. such a, a hard-ass team. They're like they're the fittest team in the league. They're they have the most intense conditioning program in the league. You know, there you can't be soft and play for the Heat. So I think in that regard, this is the perfect team for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, totally. Um, it, it, usually he's you know in Minnesota yelling at people, but in Miami he's having people yell at him to be yeah. you know, intense. So uh, that's great. I, by the way, I said out of bio is injury plagued. He was not. He played all eighty two games last last year. I oh, was thinking okay. of the, the kid in Toronto. Oh um, yeah, Ananobi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just I don't I, I guess yeah I put them together in my mind but either way um, so yeah I mean we saw just last week James Johnson got sent home for failing though like conditioning um, but it's not like a huge deal because it's the heat and they you know that they're hard asses about this stuff so I'm yeah. sure he's probably in 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 good shape but just not in very good shape not in heat shape yeah. yeah so you're not playing for the heat if that's the case they also got Myers Leonard um, in that white side trade which uh, it's kind of interesting to see that guy in a, in a new jersey really more than anything but i'm sure he'll get minutes yeah. in the front court because it's taller it's kinda, kelly olenic yeah i was gonna say it's <laughs> yeah. him and olenic and they cut they overlap a bit but your other option i guess would be udonis haslam if you want to dust him off the end of the bench um 
which you don't. There's no, no way he's actually getting anything more than a token couple minutes at the why end. Why don't they blowouts. just hire him as an assistant coach? Yeah, why why have him take up a roster spot at this point? I guess it's I, like to inspire. Yeah, maybe maybe. Sixteen years, man. That's cr- yeah. Who would have thought that Udonis Haslam would outlast Dwayne Wade as a Miami Heat player? Dude's gonna be thirty nine. There he already is. Yeah, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, these guys are in that similar, uh, or I guess I might consider them a touch more promising than than the Magic, just because Butler's the best player on either either team, and um, that could lead to these guys maybe being in the upper 40s, scraping towards 50 wins. But um, I think they could push for 50. Yeah, there's just not a whole lot of like top-of-the-line talent beyond Jimmy. Dragic a couple years ago, but but we haven't really seen him put together a full season without injuries or just like inconsistent play. So, But Justice Winslow really seemed last year like he took another step forward and um, – Whereas maybe at the beginning of last season, I would have said he probably didn't pan out the way people thought he would. Um, I guess he still hasn't quite done that, but he's proven himself to be somebody who can make good decisions with the ball in his hand, and, and he's he's pretty pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, he is. And as scary as it sounds, I mean, I think Deion Waiters could be a swing player for them too. If he <laughs> yeah. plays like the Deion Waiters of you know a couple of years ago when they had that crazy 30-11 and 11 run, to, to close out the year, um, he could be an asset. And I think they're probably going to need that or something like that from him to uh, like maximize what they want to do this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, he was great before uh, the, the injuries began playing him on, on the heat and really is the best we've seen in his entire career. So if he can return to that form, that's huge to have another option for them. Um, and it seems like the second unit would be where they'd be start to kind of look towards some less consistent options. So if he, if he can be kind of like a steady hand there, I think that that would be significant. Um, yeah. That's the heat, though. Just a team that was under 500 last year. And uh, if, if, if it's okay with you, I think we'll move to the next one. Cause That's okay with me. <laughs> there's just several. Um, the Charlotte Hornets. God, what a dumpster fire. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Also had the same record, 39 and 43. Um, you know what, man? Something tells me that they will not have the same record as the Miami Heat this year. Yeah, I think I'd take that bet. Um, <laughs> you are correct, sir. They uh, will not. I think they'd consider it a success if they won 30 games this year. They were bad. Um, no, they would. No, they would. Michael Jordan would be storming into practice and beating people up if they won. <laughs> if they, if someone said thirty games was a success. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, he's gonna have to deal with it because that's what they're looking at. <laughs> yeah. They won thirty nine games and then got rid of their best player and replaced him with Terry Rozier. So not even their best player. Like it's really he was their only like good player. <laughs> their only NBA player. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, Terry's in town. Um, besides that, I don't know, dude. Marvin Williams is still in the NBA, which is cool. They're still trying to see if Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a thing. They have a Zeller. They have Nick Batum is still on that God long contract. Damn. They have dude, Bismack Biombo. Uh, they have. I this. I can't. If there's a an NBA team with a worse cap sheet than this, I will be shocked. 
But th- this year, they're paying Nick Batum $25.5 million, Terry Rozier $19.8 million, Bismack Biombo $17 million flat, Marvin Williams $15 million, Cody Zeller $14.4 million, Michael Kidd Gilchrist $13 million. Jesus. And it's, they're going to be terrible. Yeah. And those are all untradeable. Those are those are so bad. Their next highest paid player after Kid Gilchrist is Malik Monk, who's making $4 million in the third year of his rookie scale contract. I just want to see them so, just, just like shove minutes in Malik Monk and Miles Bridges' direction. Cause it's, me too. That's yeah, all that's I want to see. That's all I want. Any, uh, but any, the, any, <laughs> any cool thoughts about <laughs> Terry Rozier being the new star face of Charlotte Hornet basketball? It's not going to work out. <laughs> you know better than me because you yeah. you watched him do it for the last few years. Or, or not do it, I should say. But, you know, they had they had their chance to trade Kemba. They stupidly failed to do so. And then they, when he left for nothing, they could have just cut their losses. But no, they had to turn it into this odious sign-and-trade. We're just giving Terry Rozier a contract that no one else would ever dream to give him. I, I don't understand the thought process there. Yeah, uh, I, was, I, I wanted to stop you. What do you What do you mean they let Kemba walk for nothing? They traded him for Terry Rozier. They They got something back. Yeah, they, they should have just let him go. I mean, they, that would have been better than what they did, which is crazy to say. But I mean, this is what happens when you hire your college roommate to run your team for you. You know, Mitch Kupchak is just... There's been a long time since Mitch Kupchak has proven he can do this well. Yeah, no, he can't. Um, so, <laughs> so, so this is what we're stuck with. Um, it's a bunch of examples of guys where you see the contract and you're like, what? And and you remember like, oh, yeah, he had a really good like stretch right before – in his contract, you're like, right before he signed a contract. Like Bismack Biombo was great in one playoff series. Nicholas Batum was great – in Portland, yeah, I mean, and, and he had a good year in Charlotte, and they thought they were one piece away, so they were like, "We're gonna bring Batum back because we got Kemba and Al Jefferson." If I yeah. remember correctly, that was like their big three. That was the team, yeah. It was Batum, Kemba, and the Professor. <laughs> and God, yeah. Now this is what this is what we're left with. Oh, bummer, dude. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, there's yeah, two. And it, any more thoughts about Charlotte? <laughs> they, they have two guys with the initials C. Martin. That's the that's probably one of the things that excites me most about Charlotte. Wow, yeah. Cody and Caleb Martin, both Dude, rookies. They should just put their full name. Are on they the twins? Back of the jersey. Dude, they're twins. What the fuck? They were born on the same day and went to the same school. Is this a typo? That's wow. I mean, that's almost as good a publicity stunt. As if Boston starts doing Taco Tuesdays, <laughs> dude, he's on the roster, and the weird, and we talked about this before, but like they don't have a two-way roster spot, so he's either gonna make the team outright, or I mean, odds are he probably ends up in Portland, but he's gonna we'll be see, there. Dude. He's gonna be their starting center by the end of the season. He might be. <laughs> I mean, people keep so saying he's probably not, not good. But then I like watch him do basketball stuff, and it seems okay, and he seems really happy. He was taking swimming lessons with some local Boston kids last week. It was adorable. Oh, that's cool. Wow, yeah. what, a, what a guy. 
Yeah, that that body you move a lot of water, dude. He's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of displacement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, we are we're chugging through these teams, but really, like, what is there to say? It's, it's let's just keep going. Dude, uh-huh. Yeah, nothing. If you want to retain your sanity. Hey, oh wow, T Bone, spot on. <laughs> um, the Washington Wizards, Jesus, uh. not, they weren't even the worst team in the division. Okay, well, the Hawks will be fun. Um, the Wizards went thirty-two and fifty. Um, they're coached by Scott Brooks. Poor John Wall blew out his Achilles, but you know he's got a huge contract, so I don't feel too bad. They, the, <laughs> the roster features such luminaries as Jan Mahinmi, C.J. Miles, Davis Bertans. It's a good, it's a good pickup. Jordan McRae. Oh, they drafted Rui Hichimura, Hachimura, and Admiral Schofield. So yep. that's good. Uh, Ish Smith's on this team. And yeah, a guy named Phil Booth. Anything Phil good Bo- on yep. Phil? I don't. I don't know anything about Phil, but uh, I do know that this is probably going to be the least watchable team in the NBA. Other than is their this division, the worst team. Maybe not the worst, but definitely the most horrific. Them, th- them, or their division mates, Charlotte, are just going to be utterly depressing this year. Yeah, especially, got, especially if they trade Bradley Beal, which they should. Which they totally should. I mean, I mean, exactly what we were just talking about in Charlotte is the exact reason you trade Bradley Beal because yeah, Charlotte ended up waiting too long and didn't really get anything for Kemba besides another albatross of a contract. Um, if you just lean into the tank, trade Brad Beal, get back a bunch of picks from a contender who's desperate and thinks he's the one piece they're missing. Uh, I mean. It, it's hard to see how his trade value could get any higher. He had a great season last year, even though he was on a terrible team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. What would you? Should... What would you trade? Who would you trade him to? What would you trade him for? I mean, just picks or like young players. Got to just be picks, right? Yeah, I think picks is what I would look for. I don't know who. I don't know who has a lot of picks to trade though. That's also you know I think Denver is been thrown out there as one of the most logical destinations but they they don't have a lot of picks they can trade they've they've traded a lot um mm-hmm. already so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for them to find a partner and they seemingly are just totally unwilling to do it which doesn't make any sense is isaac bonga good i don't know <laughs> I'm just like I'm like. Is there anything here? Like I'm trying they've to get got, water I out mean, of Mo his stomach. Mo Wagner is on this team. I mean, they've got some dudes, and uh, it's like who can create a shot on this team besides Bradley Beal? I mean, th- this is gonna be like I I got God. I forgot they have Isaiah Thomas. So maybe oh yeah, maybe he's gonna be awesome again. Oh, but dude, yes. Uh, at least they're actually gonna like lean on him to take a lot of shots. Oh, dude, this is exactly what he needed. He is gonna have the highest usage this side of Russell Westbrook. It's oh gonna be God. awesome. He just might, especially oh, if they dude, trade Beal, he's dude. Healthy. He's just gonna sh- take thirty shots a game. Dude, I this is great. I I'm gonna watch the Wizards occasionally for that. I. uh I'm very excited that Isaiah is on the the Wizards, and I knew that. I've been following him on social. I saw his post the picture the other day, but man, that's great. Okay, that's all. They're gonna suck, but Isaiah's gonna re- resuscitate his career and not 
This won't be his last stop before China. No, I hope not. He the, he, des- yeah. he deserves like one one more decent contract. Yeah, and this ain't it. Um, no. All right. Anything else on the Wizards? <laughs> yeah. I just you know I hope someone on this team learns Obliviate and just cast it on everybody who has watched them over these past like two or three years because we would all be better off if we didn't have to think about that anymore. If someone on this team had Harry Potter magic, they better win the NBA championship. <laughs> if you can if you can pull out a wand and start doing shit, just <laughs> Alohomora, I don't know, like yeah, you you like deflate the ball as it's as your opponents are about to shoot it. I mean, how would the refs even respond to that? What, are you going to call a foul on a wizard? Like yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I get it because of the wizards. Um, <laughs> what would be the most useful Harry Potter spell to have in an NBA game? Uh, definitely Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, you could you just, just hover the ball in, drop the ball right in. Or when the other guy takes a shot, you block it with Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. Make the ball do whatever you want. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Unless, like, stupefy. <laughs> you yeah. just stupefy all five <laughs> opposing players, and then you're just like... <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty easy to abuse, but, yeah, it'd be, pr- be pretty useful. They would just be dueling. Yeah, it would get out of hand pretty fast. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what we've got a little more ground to cover with this last team, because I find them quite promising, and that'd be the Atlanta Hawks. They were 29-53 and 53 last year. They were bad. But Travis Schlank has got these guys in an interesting position. Um, oh wow, Chandler Parsons. Nope, we're not. We don't have to talk about him. But they did trade for Evan Turner, which is fine. Whatever. And Alan Crabb. Oh yeah, the Torian Prince trade. That was yeah interesting. But they still got Trey Young. They got John Collins, uh, Kevin Herter. I'm still not sure how serious people are and how much they're kidding, but I'm serious. I think Kevin Herter's a good NBA player. Yeah, I think he is too. Uh, and they drafted Cam Reddish, and this and is DeAndre lovely. And DeAndre Hunter, like yes. I, I love getting those guys in the first in the in the top ten. That I think those were two excellent picks. I think Reddish is a steal at number ten. Yeah, talk, can you? Because he was like the third banana at Duke. What yeah. do you think he brings to the table immediately, and what are you hoping to see him develop into? I think he brings a lot of athleticism and potentially explosive shooting, um, and you know, potential go-to scoring ability. I, I love what he has to offer. Man, they signed Jabari Parker, too. Oh, uh, my God, that's a great pickup. Yeah, this this team has sneakily sneakily a lot of guys on it who, who should be able to put up points. Um, DeAndre Hunter, uh, you know, has showed all throughout the tournament that he's an NBA-ready defender. You know, you, you look at the way he locked down Jarrett Culver, the sixth overall pick. In, or maybe the fifth overall pick in uh, in the national championship game. Uh-huh. You know, he he just ate his lunch for you know regulation and overtime. That was that was an excellent performance. So I really like their rookies. I mean, I love that they're going to have a full season of Trey Young and John Collins together after John Collins was hurt to start last year. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a team that. Uh, they do have a ton of potential. I don't think they're ready to challenge for a playoff seed in the East yet, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a Sacramento Kings-style leap the way the Kings did last year um, to where they're winning in 
the mid to high 30s and are at least uh you know kind of spicy and hanging around the bottom of the playoff picture for part of the year yeah i mean it, it's super safe to say they'll be better than charlotte and washington so i think um, they definitely will yeah and they're probably better than the knicks and the Cavs too yeah so, and i think they'll be better than the bulls yeah so all of a sudden they're fighting for that last playoff seed with like brooklyn miami Just, yeah brooklyn and orlando like just by default, basically. Yeah. Just just because there's a bunch of teams that are poorly <laughs> constructed and they actually look like an NBA team. Yeah, um, this makes sense. And I think I think Lloyd Pierce did an awesome job uh, last year, just getting the player like Herder and Collins and Trey Young in positions offensively to take the most, you know, make the most advantage of their skills. I think you know his rookie season as a head coach was incredibly promising. So I think he's going to be. You know, you can already see in one year how good he was for the development of Trey Young and Kevin Herter and John Collins. So I think for this, you know, crop of guys, Hunter, Reddish, and even Jabari Parker, who, uh, you know, has had some down years, I think he could be good to for all of those guys. So I think the infrastructure they have is really solid. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, bringing in Jabari, like, there's just there's no real downside if he if he's yeah. not worth given the minutes then you just put him on the bench and, and let the young guys play more but he's one of the young guys too i mean he's he's 24 um uh yeah he was yeah he was born in yeah he will he's 24 that's crazy yeah, yeah. and he's been in the league for a while he's seen a lot of shit he's had you know some bad breaks but it could still work out for him he's always been an efficient scorer no matter what situation he's been in yeah guy gets buckets so yeah um yeah, like this team excites me, and they're going to be fun, and you know they could. I, I I doubt they'll sneak into the playoffs, but you never know. They they could make some noise, and they, I think this year too, people are going to realize how good John Collins is. Yeah, no, I I think you're right because like it, he he certainly came on strong once he was healthy in the second half of last year, but having a full season, um, having a little more talent around him and some of that continuity um, definitely pushes him up uh, another level and can start to be talked about as an exciting young player in the league, uh, like Trey Young already has been discussed. How yeah. excited do you think Evan Turner is to be in Atlanta? He probably got so bored with Portland, just what I know about him on a, on like a personal level. See, I, I always felt like Portland would... would mesh with evan turner's kind of weird personality weird but yeah yeah. but maybe not it would it's definitely not for everybody uh yeah i think i mean who wouldn't like to live in atlanta i like i love atlanta i've never been it's an awesome city it's a really atlanta place Uh, a wedding uh yeah and it was like the food is fantastic it's a really cool downtown uh just an just a generally awesome place really really friendly people so yeah i mean it's it's a place that you know he wouldn't be the first nba player to enjoy living in atlanta let's put it that I, way yeah <laughs> i just think he showed up in portland and he took one look around and he probably like said perhaps verbatim what's up with all the white people like i like he's the kind of guy who like probably like didn't really realize it and then showed up and like bought a house and like didn't see a black person for a few days and he was like what the hell 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, I always wonder if that's like a factor in places like Portland and Denver and Utah never getting free agents. Like cuz it's got to be, right? Like they're just really 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 overwhelmingly white. Yeah. Like I notice it when I'm walking around when I'm walking around Denver, you know, it's just kind of I don't know. I, w- I would want to live somewhere I fit in. Yeah, man. I mean, Boston's pretty close too. Um, yeah, yeah. So they never get free agents either, except yeah. for recently. recently. And and one of them was a video game playing white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gordon Hayward is is he's perfect for Utah and Boston. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> Well, that's probably the shortest podcast we ever have or ever will record. But I, I mean, think I, it might be. I think that's about all the Southeast Division kind of needs from us in terms of attention when we're looking at, yeah. the, at the big picture. Um, it's all they of... deserve. We can, <laughs> we'll, pro- we'll probably do a longer show than this if Markel Fultz hits a three. Dude, literally, we, we can spend 30 minutes on Markel Fultz <laughs> if he comes out and has, like, yeah, he goes, like, three for five from beyond the arc. Um, yeah. I'll, we'll book an hour. We'll <laughs> set aside an hour of my time. Rehash the Tatum trade. Like, should the Celtics have traded the pick after all? Like, geez, look at this guy. <laughs> I mean, really, when you think, I mean, that trade was a disaster, but they gave up that Sacramento pick that seemed like such a huge asset, and then it ended up, like, I think the Celtics picked yeah. 14th or something. Like, Sacramento was way mattering. too good last year. Yeah, I yeah. think was, that was the Romeo Langford pick yeah. is what it ended up being. Yeah, so, which, yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, I wouldn't lose any sleep over not being able to draft Romeo Langford. No, I think other stuff has happened to Brian Colangelo that he probably lost sleep over. <laughs> like losing his job over a burner account. <laughs> Maybe that, you know? Like, just, like reevaluating his marriage. Just yeah. spitballing. Yeah, that was sad. That, that lady yeah. was just looking out for the guy with the giant collars. Yeah, yeah, she's just standing by her man. But... <laughs> we, yeah. we should all be wow. so lucky. All right, well... Um, that's that's all we got, folks. Thank you for joining us once more for an abbreviated, briskly paced NBA association association NBA podcast previewing the Southeast Division. We'll be back over in the Western Conference where teams actually play basketball next next uh, next week, and uh, we look forward to uh, you joining us for that again. Uh, Tommy, any last words? No, man, I'm just, um, the South, it, I feel like we say this every year, but I'm always glad when we get the Southeast one out of the way because we can talk about, like you said, teams that play real basketball. Yeah, for the record, like, I'll, I suggested the Southeast. This was my idea, so I'm I'm sorry, but, I mean, I guess we had to no, talk about it eventually. Yeah, it was perfect. This was a nice, this was nice and brief, and, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> we, we, we did everything we had to do. We did. We did. Yeah. We did it. All right. Well, again, thank you to all who tuned in, and we'll be back soon. And that's all from the Association NBA Podcast this year.